Karen headed for the closest container, the very one in which Doug had made his historic discovery months earlier. She wanted to see the fabled giant for herself. She approached his container and leaned over the top and looked inside. Jean was at her shoulder. Oh my God, he's huge, Karen exclaimed. Look at that nose, Jean said. I've seen something like it. The Moai on Easter Island, the giant statues that were carved out of volcanic rock. I took a field trip there in college. His face looked similar to those statues. Makes you wonder, Karen responded. Those statues were carved about the same size as this guy. Karen and Jean were studying the face at length. Doug and Dave began examining the crate around the base, looking for a feeder line supplying the gas to the container. Here's something, Doug said. It looks like a square cover over something at the foot of the crate next to the base. Doug wiped the dust from the six-inch square block, then tried to pull it free. It would not move. Dave positioned himself, then kicked the box-shaped cover with the toe of his boot. The cover popped off, revealing a two-inch diameter pipe coming out of the floor and entering the container. About two inches from it, there was a T-shaped pin sticking out of the pipe. Doug and Dave looked at each other, then turned and signaled Marvin through the ship's windshield. Colonel, Doug said, I believe we have found the supply line and a valve that will turn off the system in this container. Marvin got to his feet. Stand by, Doug. I'm coming out there. We need to know if that valve works. Marvin glanced at Frank. Go ahead, Colonel, Frank said. I'll watch the ships. Marvin suited up and processed outside, then made his way to the foot of the container. He carefully inspected the valve and nodded. He paused a moment, then took a breath. This might be a little bit of a chance, but we need to know if this system is actually working. Let's shut it off and see if there's any change. We can turn it back on immediately if there's any indication of a change in the environment inside where he is. Marvin paused again. Everybody agree? There was silence for a few moments. Colonel, Frank said from the pilot's chair of Shuttlecraft 2, sooner or later we will have to know. Okay, Marvin said. Karen, Gene, Dave, watch the giant's face carefully. Doug, you back me up here on turning this valve. If we turn off the life support and he gets in trouble, we will have to get it turned back on. Doug nodded. Marvin checked to see that everybody was in position. He grasped the T-handle and exerted pressure clockwise. It didn't move. He repositioned his gloved hand and exerted pressure counterclockwise. The valve smoothly turned 90 degrees and stopped. Okay, Marvin reported. It's off. Karen, Jean, and Dave stared at the giant's face. Thirty seconds went by, still no reaction. A minute, still quiet. Then, at one minute and twenty seconds, there was a barely perceptible flicker of his eyelids. Then, a moment later, the eyes opened. Jean gasped. The giant's pupils narrowed to the incoming light. Then his eyes turned and focused on Karen's face. He's waking up, Karen shouted. He looked at me. He saw me. Marvin quickly turned the valve clockwise, returning it to the original position. 
The giant blinked once, then changed his focus to Jean's face. Jean smiled. The corners of the giant's mouth formed a half-smile, then it faded. His head settled back to center, and his eyes slowly closed. All movement ceased.